So here it is, the HomePod Mini. Everything computationally interesting and frankly awesome about the original, the OG, the full-sized HomePod, but shrunk down into itty-bitty mini form. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. Whoa. So in here we have the HomePod itself and the cord is attached. It does not come out like the original HomePods did. And I'm not gonna keep pulling to prove that to you because you will get a broken cord, not a detached cord. And it is USB-C on the other end. And that plugs into, famously plugs into Apple's new 20 watt adapter. Inside here, we have two layers. Mysterious. This is just cardboard. <laughs> not so mysterious. This is a little wrapped up package. That's unusual. Oh. I guess this uh, proves that nobody has opened up your stickers before. Inside we have an Apple sticker and paperwork. And in here, could it be? Really? In this box? Charger. Apple's new 20 watt charger. It is in the box. I'm guessing part of the reason for that is the HomePod Mini does not support inductive charging. You cannot put this on a MagSafe anything. So here you have the HomePod Mini and the HomePod Biggie. The fabric is very similar. It's not identical because, well, I guess in the areas that it stretches over, the fabric is identical. This goes straight at some point where this does not. This is very much softball size, grapefruit size, where this is the size of the monster uh, can of hot chocolate that you get off Amazon. And I said hot chocolate, not coffee, because everybody knows you only get coffee from buying the beans and grinding them, you damn self. On the bottom, both of them have Apple logos. So if you have a glass table, anyone living under that table will get to appreciate it. Plus and minus sign are actually stenciled onto the top of the HomePod Mini, where they are not on the HomePod Air, HomePod Pro, HomePod Pro Max. This does feel shinier though, but this might've just been worn out over time. The cord on the HomePod Mini is mini as well. It's thinner, maybe to be less observable, where this is a big old cord, or maybe it requires less insulation. I'm not sure about that. That's interesting. And in terms of length, 20 watt USB charging brick, it is, well, let's make this a fair fight. Yeah, it's just a little bit shorter than the big HomePod. So it is mini in every way, except built-in plug is a lot smaller than charging brick but I'm pretty sure Apple made it go with a charging brick instead of a traditional plug in case you wanted to take the HomePod mini with you because it is much smaller, much more portable. It doesn't charge, doesn't have a battery in it, so you can't just take it around everywhere. But if you wanted to have it with you, you could plug it into a USB-C power delivery battery pack, the same kind that you'd use to charge your iPhone or your iPad. It, you know, stick it anywhere you want it, outside, on the go, home office, anywhere. And it would run off that power pack, depending on the size of that power pack, for a good long time. And unlike the original HomePod, which famously some people saw some white rings on wooden tables, uh, luckily it never affected my tables, but some people did talk about having white rings on their tables. Apple has said they've addressed that with the HomePod mini. So alas, there probably won't be a market for HomePod mini coasters. Here is the iPod versus the HomePod mini, just so you can get a sense of how small it actually is. AirPods compared to the HomePod mini. Original AirPods, actually these are AirPods too. 
AirPods Pro, HomePod mini compared to the brand new iPhone mini and compared to the iPad mini, it's pretty mini. And to set it up, it's super easy. <laughs> I'm not gonna say barely an inconvenience again. You just bring your iPhone close, you tap the setup button, you tell it which room you want the HomePod to be in, you tap continue, you can say, if you already have one set up like I do, you can say use it as a stereo pair or not now. I might as well go ahead and do it. And this one is gonna be on the left. Siri for everyone. And you can transfer your settings. And this part is really cool. You just scan the flashing Siri. <laughs> it's really fast. So with the HomePod mini, you can do everything that you can do with the HomePod biggie. Play the Apple Talk podcast. Okay, Apple Talk podcast coming up. Make the volume 80%. I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow. And yeah, I'm totally using my own podcast because if I used music, uh, the video would just get claimed immediately. And this way, at least I know I will not stop myself. So there is a really big difference uh, in terms of music between the HomePod and the HomePod mini. The HomePod mini is way, way smaller. So you don't get sort of that same room-filling, enormous soundstage that you get with the big HomePod, and you don't get that deep, reverberating, uh, quaky bass that you get with the big HomePod. You do get what I would say is a linearly scaled-down version of this, so it does create the same sort of 3D soundstage, it's just smaller. It is commensurate with the smaller size of the HomePod mini. But it sounds really clean and it stays sounding really clean even as you get to higher volume levels, as you get to 70, 80, 90. Don't tell my neighbors, 100. It stays really clean. And that, to me at least, was very impressive for a $100 speaker, especially of this size. A lot of other $100 speakers that I've tried, that I've listened to over the years, at this size and at this price point, just they've fallen apart as they get louder. And this really, really holds together. And that's almost certainly thanks to computational audio and the S5 system and package, basically the Apple Watch Series 5 chipset that's in here that's taking over from the A8 on the HomePod Biggie and doing just all the audio signal processing and creating, taking in the signal and creating the soundstage for it and doing all the dynamic, the constant tweaking uh, of the sound to ensure the performance, not just as the volume changes, but considering where it is in the room and trying to make it sound as good as possible for everyone in the room. And I know that comes at the cost of custom EQ, at least a straightforward version of it, because they just, they don't seem to be able to handle you adjusting it as it is trying to adjust yet. Hopefully that'll come at some point, but that is sort of the price we pay for it sounding not exactly the way we want it, but exactly the way the HomePod thinks it should sound at any given time in any given situation. And it also has force canceling uh, woofers like the MacBook Pro, the 16-inch MacBook Pro. So if you're worried about putting it on a surface that, you know, maybe next to the bed or on a table that shakes a lot, a glass table, and you're worried about that, it does an excellent job of sort of removing all of the kinetic energy from the base. So it ends up sounding really, really clean. And in my test, it also has the same ability to really pick out your voice. So if you are just slamming the music really, really loud and you're across the room and you say the command word, it will still pick that out with pinpoint precision and hear exactly what you're trying to say. The only issue I still have, 
And I say this as somebody who deeply loves Siri. I love the quirky personality, like the Pixar style personality, and I love the privacy policies, and I love just the the general idea that Apple has had with Siri since the beginning is that it is still nowhere nearly as reliable as I'd want it to be. When it works, it is really good. And Apple keeps increasing the amount of knowledge that you can get from Siri, the amount of sources, the amount of information, and the ability to move that information between devices, which has been on my feature list for a long time. Like you can now ask the HomePod for directions and it'll send those directions to the Maps app on your phone. And that's terrific. But still, that works like 9 out of 10 times. Everything works like 9 out of 10 times. And on that 10th time, it either doesn't work for no reason that you can understand, or it gives you something just completely outlandish as a response. I used to joke about this, like there's just one server that's stuck in a back closet that nobody has updated. And 1 out of 10 times, your query just gets sent to that server by accident. But it does create almost like that sense of learned Siri helplessness. And again, I love Siri. I want Apple to be all in on Siri. I want Siri OS in the future to be that artificially intelligent layer of abstraction that allows me to use a natural language interface across my entire range of Apple devices that would just uh, manage my identity and my online services and everything And regardless of what device I have or where I am or what I want to do, Siri would just be that hyper-personal assistant that doesn't share anything back to Apple and Apple's cloud the way it would a data harvesting company, which is the reason why I won't have, I just won't do it. I will not have a competing speaker microphone product in my house. If Apple does nothing else, if Apple adds zero features to Siri over the next year and they can just nail 10 out of 10 reliability so that anytime you ask any question, you get an answer specifically to that question and you just never have to worry about it again. I and a grateful nation would just be so, so happy about it. Intercom, tell everybody the pizza's here. Okay, intercom to everyone in home. The pizza's here. And the way Siri works is still similar to before where it has this internal voting system. So if you have multiple Siri-aware devices around you and you say the trigger word, they will quickly vote in between them to figure out which device should answer. And there's a whole bunch of factors that determine that, including, for example, if you have multiple HomePods, which one you're physically closer to, but also recency. So if you used one device more recently than any other device, that device, it'll be weighted more towards that device. If you have multiple HomePods, you can also set them up as a stereo pair, although you can only set up a big HomePod with a big HomePod and a mini HomePod with a mini HomePod as part of those pairs, just because they require parity in terms of their delivery capabilities. When you make a stereo pair, with the HomePod mini, it is essentially a 2.0, like a Dolby 2.0 style stereo pair where it's just providing you with left-right and it'll just process up to a left-right signal. So regardless of the source of the audio, whether it's music or a movie, it'll just give you that left-right where as of iOS 14.2 on the big HomePods, they will give you a full spatial audio three-dimensional soundstage and they have the ability to ingest everything from Dolby 5.0 to 7.1 to Atmos and use that information to sort of place everything where it should be in the vicinity around you. You can pair both a HomePod mini stereo pair and a HomePod biggie stereo pair with an Apple TV. And you can even set it to permanently use those speakers from your Apple TV, which is just 
terrific. Again, the only difference is if you do that with a HomePod mini stereo pair, you're limited to left-right to 2.0. Whereas if you do that with a HomePod Biggie uh, stereo pair, then you get that full 5.1, 7.1 Dolby Atmos experience. It is not the same exact thing, of course, because you don't have physical rear speakers behind you. And in the case of Atmos, you don't have physical top-firing speakers either. So there is a qualitative difference in what you're hearing. The sound isn't physically in those positions or bouncing off the ceiling, for example, but it does create a really, really good soundstage and movies that support 5.17.1 Dolby Atmos sound really, really good coming out of the HomePod Biggie now. If you're all in on HomeKit the way I am, you can have Siri do all sorts of things for you. For example, I have my studio, this studio that I'm filming in set up with HomeKit, so I can just say, turn off the studio. open the balcony blind. Okay. And so Apple's $100 HomePod mini, smaller in both size and price. You know, with my concerns, even with my concerns about Siri aside, and I'm not really putting them aside, they're just no different with the HomePod mini than they are with any of Apple's other devices, including the big HomePod, the original HomePod, the iPhone, all of them. Uh, This still, to me, lives up to the original intent and promise of the HomePod. That original idea Apple had, I think, you know, seven years ago now, where they wanted to be able to give everyone a speaker that they could take into a room that had no audio system and just put in that room. And no matter where they put it, it would sound good, if not great, no matter where they were standing in that room. And, you know, Apple really did bring a good speaker, a great speaker, I'll go so far as to say a great speaker to what ended up being a commodity home assistant market. But the HomePod always delivered when it came to the pure audio. And this retains a surprising amount of that. It's not as big. The soundstage that it creates is not as big, but you can put it in most any room and it'll still fill up that room with really good, especially for its size, really good sounding audio. And again, no matter where you are in that room, And I am a huge fan of and advocate for computational all the things, computational photography, computational audio, just I want all of this. I want every bit to make every atom better. And that is exactly what Apple is doing with the HomePod mini. It both picks up your voice, even in a noisy room, and projects audio into that room better than it has any right to at this size and frankly, at this price. I've already purchased several of these for family members for the holidays. And I do have a lot of family members who have, you know, iPhones and Macs and don't have speakers in the house, or at least don't have speakers everywhere they would want to have them in the house. And so just giving them this, at least starting them off with one of these, we'll see how many they end up getting gives them just much more utility from all those things. It is classic, so classic Apple ecosystem play, but Apple keeps playing the ecosystem because it keeps working. And yes, I'll absolutely be back with a detailed review once we've passed sort of tech vembers, just deluge of products and videos uh, so I can spend some more quality time with it. So if you have any questions, if you have any things that you would want to know, things I didn't address so far, please do leave them in the comments and I will address them in a follow-up. In the meantime, I'll just say I love small things that provide big value, especially things like Nebula. That's the streaming platform I'm building along with my education-y and even musically creator friends. People like 12-Tone, Adam Neely, Mary Spender, Polyphonic, Volkgeist, and many, many more. 
It's a place where we don't need to worry about demonetization or the tyranny of the click-through rate or watch time or the algorithm or even ads. You can find all of my videos there just completely ad-free, including Apple Talk, the new podcast I'm hosting with Georgia Dow, which has a bonus topic only available on Nebula. So what does this have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, as the go-to source for the absolute best documentaries on the internet, they just love educational content and thoughtful creators. And so we worked out this deal where if you sign up for CuriosityStream with the link in the description, not only do you get CuriosityStream, but you also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is offering 26% all of their annual plans. And 26% off is, by contract, just the best deal you'll find anywhere. So click the link in the description and get both CuriosityStream and Nebula. Or you can go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly. And for just $14.79 per year, per year, click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. And clicking on that link just really helps out the channel. For a ton more on HomePod Mini and everything Apple is releasing this fall, check out the playlist above. That includes iPhone 12, M1 Apple Silicon Max, unboxings, reviews, comparisons, just so much more. Click the link in the playlist and see you next video.